The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. I am Carrie Charles, and I am especially excited to have with me today the president and CEO of Apex Site Solutions and Pulse Signal Solutions, Kenny Blakesley. Kenny, thank you for being on the show today. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thanks for having me. I know the, the names are a little bit of a mouthful and a little hard to remember. They're, they're kind of long-winded, but we wanted to capture what the company's doing. So, No, I'm excited to hear about it. I can't wait. So, Kenny, you have a really cool story of how you started in telecom and how you got to where you are today. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, sure. You know, I, I feel like I'm a perfect example of, of what's possible in this industry. You know, I actually started back in the 90s when I was still in high school. I was working in a yard for a company back then. They were called UCCI out of Roseville, California. So I was working in the yard on summers as a summer job and then left and went into the Navy. I uh, did my four years in the Navy as an avionics technician. And when I got out, I came back to work in the industry, was working for my dad, actually. It was only supposed to be temporary on my way back to do college after getting out of the military and just kind of got hooked and never left. And, you know, eventually left uh, my dad's company. I was, I was young. He was younger. We button heads, the classic uh, father-son story, right? Um, so right. left and went to some other companies, got more experience and just kind of climbed the ladder. And eventually in, in 2010, started Apex Site Solutions and, you know, built it from there, but definitely went from working in a, in a yard uh, just as a temporary job and just kind of continued to climb the ranks. And I think that, that that's an, a perfect example of what's possible in this industry and what makes it exciting for a, a lot of younger folks. It is. What a great success story. Tell us more about Apex and Pulse Signal. Um, yeah. So Apex was started in 2010. It really came from a place of, you know, I was working as a project manager for a company who was really just subbing out most of their work. And, uh, you know, they, they wanted me to grow in that role, but I was having a ton of problem finding good subs that could do high quality work and really understood what we were doing and understood the quality that was required, the closeout requirements, et cetera. Right. And so at that point I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? I'm going to go get my contractor's license and I'll, I'll go to work for myself. You guys start subbing some stuff to me. And we'll, you know, you'll, you'll have at least one subcontractor who you know, who can, who can do the work at a high quality level and that you can trust, put all of it on my plate, you know? And so I never really planned initially to grow Apex into anything massive. Um, really, it was just kind of an opportunity that I saw. And I said, hey, let me go work for myself and hire a couple of people. We'll build some sites and it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And, and there's opportunity there, you know, and pretty soon more opportunity came, more people wanted us to build sites. And so we hired a few more people on and, you know, continued down that road of organic growth. And, and pretty soon I looked up and you know, we had 20 people working for us. And I realized, well, hang on, I, this is turning into more of a company than just the guy out there, you know, building sites. And so uh, that's when things really started to shift. And, you know, I had to kind of make the choice. Do we continue to grow? Do we stay extremely small? And at that point I was, you know, kind of still doing everything myself, right? So I was still doing the closeout packages. I was still doing the project management. I was still doing the bids while also still trying to be out in the field working with the teams. And 
I definitely hit that trough of sorrow um, where it just, it, it just, everything felt like it weighed so much on me. And so, you know, as we talk about the culture that we've built here with both of these companies, I've got to admit, it wasn't always this way. When, when I was going through that trough of sorrow, this wasn't a great place to work. You know, I was, I was kind of borderline miserable, right? So of course, if the leader is miserable, that's going to pass down to everybody else. And so, it, you know, it, we weren't a great place to work and we had a lot of turnover. And uh, then I met somebody, his name was Larry Stiver. He, he became a mentor to me, um, you know, and then I started interacting with a couple other people in the industry too, like Brian Woodward of Vinculums, who really started to mentor me on, you know, becoming a better leader on, hey, listen, you've got to hire some people in and start to, you know, give away. Um, start to trust some other people to take over some of these responsibilities. And, uh, you know, I, I was really forced to grow in my leadership. And um, by being challenged by people like that, it got me to a place where, you know, we started bringing other people in to take on some of the responsibilities. Their leadership started to grow. It started to free up my time and my mental space to become a better leader and to become more intentional with the way that we interacted with our team and everything else. And then it really started to grow from there. So, you know, admittedly, it wasn't always a success story. It took a lot of growth. It took a lot of effort. Um, and even once I decided to make the change, you got to build the trust with the team too, right? To where you say, hey, listen, we're going to change the way we do things. And they roll their eyes and okay, yeah, sure, right? And it takes right. time. It takes a lot of effort. And so that's kind of how that grew. And then Pulse came, uh, we, we launched that in uh, 2019. And that's that's focused on in-building uh, services, you know, RF engineering, more the professional services side of things. We, we saw an opportunity in the DAS world and the in-building public safety uh, space for us to take the RF expertise that we built um, by working for the carriers and testing and troubleshooting for the carriers and bring that to a new space. So that's been a lot of fun. It's been a new challenge. Uh, it's a slightly different, you know, we're going from a construction focus uh, with our tower company, Apex, and going into more of a professional services field. So it's been a learning curve for me, but focusing on the exact same things that we focus on with Apex, which is core values that we stick to and really matter to us. And company culture has, has driven a lot of success and really allows us to attract some top talent that want to be a part of the team because they can see our mission and they can understand how we behave and how we go about our business. So um, that's been a lot of fun and we're growing that now too. So Kenny, when we talked last, and this is one thing that really captured my attention about you and your companies is that culture. And I really find that it is probably one of the most, you know, amazing culture stories that I that I've ever heard, especially from a smaller company. And I really wanted to showcase that today. So tell me, what was your motivation? First, let's talk about your culture and, you know, talk about your values and and then talk about what your motivation was for creating this incredible culture. You know, I really realized, you know, it, like I, I'll bring Brian Woodward back up. You know, I, I spent some time, I spent a lot of time talking with him and he was a great mentor for me. And he, he really started to frame up for me about, hey, listen, you realize the difference that you can be making in people's lives when you give them this career. That's what's exciting about our industry is, you know, I, I said, I'm the prime example of it, but we've got guys that come in with no experience, guys and gals that come in with no experience. We teach them from the ground up. We love to get them here green with no skills and maybe a little bit of construction background, but we can teach them the skills and the right way to go about things, the right way to handle yourself as a professional all the way from the beginning and really coach them up, mentor them, teach them these skills and these attributes, these soft skills, how to go about being a professional. And we can really lay out a career path for them and take them from somebody, you know, especially younger folks in their, in their low twenties who 
you know, maybe went to a little bit of college because they were told that they had to, or they'd be a loser if they didn't, but there was no real interest in, in doing that. And they don't know what they want to do at this point. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we lay this career path out for them and try to teach them the skills and everything else to be successful. And there's so much opportunity here. Uh, we can really make generational change. And I, I know it sounds, you know, like a little much maybe sometimes, but it's true. When we can get people in here who weren't sure what they wanted to do, weren't sure how they could have success in the future, and really lay out for them that, hey, this isn't a job, this is a career opportunity. And you can go from being someone with zero experience in this industry and advance through the ranks of you know becoming a tower lead, then becoming a foreman, then becoming a field supervisor in our company, then a project manager, and then all the way up to running your own office. And we've got we've got guys and gals that within two years are leading their own crews. Within five years, they're actual project managers. And we're not talking about the barely trained, scraping by because you're so busy, you need to put somebody in a truck kind of people, but they're they're successful. We've teed them up for success and they really jump into those roles and they thrive because of the different training platforms that we have and everything else we do. So the bottom line is what got exciting for me was realizing is I made that when I talk about coming out of that trough of sorrow that I was in for a while and it got exciting again, where it got exciting is when we realized, hang on a second, this isn't about building a company. This isn't necessarily even about serving the carriers or 5G. That's the goal. But the way that we accomplish that goal is by focusing on our people. We've got some rock stars in this company that deserve the opportunity to grow. Let's continue to cultivate that. Let's find more of those rock stars. Let's give them a career path. And that's why our company mission, you know, when we we sat down and did the hard work of what is our true mission, what are our core values, and what's the vision for where we're taking this. And when I say hard work, I mean, you know, a lot of people want to just throw some words up on a wall and think it means something, but we really put the time in to define it, to make sure we all agreed on it. And that was real. It wasn't aspirational. There was no, this is who we are and what we're about. And then did the hard work of getting it into the company called what weaving it into the fabric of our culture and making sure it's how we live. You know, we, we decided our mission is to transform lives by providing growth and development opportunities that empower our people. So our mission is hundred percent focused around empowering our people and giving them all the tools that they need to get there. And then that's how we're going to drive success. And that's what makes it fun again. All of a sudden, what seemed like a little bit of a rat race or a grind became fun again, because it, it wasn't about you know, solving the problems of a construction site. It wasn't about, you know, folks calling in sick or this, or, you know, it's when you realize, hang on a second, our job here is to give them the tools to seed and give them the opportunity, the opportunity to grow. Now it's, now it's fun again. Now you're, you're, you're seeing people's successes and you can celebrate those. And that's one of our core values of celebration because we want to make sure, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough industry. Um, listen, it's, it's not easy. There's hard days. We work rain or shine. We're climbing towers. They're traveling a lot. It's it's not an easy job, but especially once you look at it as a career and realize that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and there's a reason you're doing this on a day in day out basis, it makes it bearable, right? So that's what that's what we're all about. So how do you empower your people and how do you keep them motivated and inspired? Well, a, f- a few different ways. I mean, I think one of the ways is by you know, these core values, I, I continue to go back to them. But to me, whenever anybody talks about culture, it comes down to core values and living those core values and making sure that you you do the hard things with those core values, which is yeah. you hire to those, you promote to those, and you fire to those too. Um, you know, sometimes people need to part ways yeah. with you if they're not living those core values. If their mission isn't the same as yours, they could be the most talented folks in the world. But you've got, if, you, if you've taken the time to say, these are our core values, this is how we behave on a day in, day out basis, and this is what's going to make us 
succeed. Sometimes you got to part ways and just say, listen, this isn't a good fit. So that's one of the ways. The other ways, you know, we've created a lot of uh, training platforms and we've created this career path. So we've actually created an on the job training career path. So literally it's kind of in keeping with the military system, which is essentially, you know, you get called out on different things. And so we've taken and we've gone through the career path from a Tower Tech 1 to a Tower Tech 2, Tower Tech 3, foreman, project supervisor, project manager, and we've broken down the skills that are required for all those. And there's also the attributes that go into it, the soft skills mm-hmm. that we coach to and that, you know, we, we've got some training that we put them through there and we give them leadership training, et cetera. And sometimes we go out to outside sources for some of that leadership training. But, you know, this OJT program, this on-the-job training program that we put together, it really breaks it down to the minutia, to the micro skills that are necessary. Things like wiring a ray cap, things like uh, testing fiber or, or splicing fiber in this day and age. And it breaks down all of those skills and they literally go through and anytime that they can show proficiency, they get it signed off and they have to get it signed off twice. And then they, we have a practical exam that tests them out at each level. And really their career path is in their hands. As long as they're focused on that, they're ambitious, they can get through that as fast as they want to. And then we also know that we're promoting somebody that's, you know, listen, we check in on the core values all the time. Anytime we do a job debrief, there's a section Mm -hmm. that's, Hey, all of your crew members, how are they living our core values? Tell us where there may be deficient. We can coach to that. And so we, we utilize that to give them a very clear, hey, listen, here's everything you need to do. It's all in your hands. You're empowered to take your career into your own hands. We also talk a lot about coaching and coachability. And then we also assign everybody when they come on board, we assign them an, a mentor. And they've got a mentor for wow. the first 60 to 90 days, depending on how it's going. But to make sure that they're, uh, they're comfortable in the role that, you know, obviously that first 30 to 60 days, that first six weeks or so can always be overwhelming in a new role. And we want to make sure that they feel very comfortable that if there's any issues, if there's any questions they have, they've got at least one point of contact that they can always reach out to and know that they'll get an ear to listen uh, to, to listen to them. And also just, you know, someone that they can bounce things off of, et cetera. And, you know, we definitely try to keep the open door policy as well and everything else. But, you know, we find that having someone that's assigned in is also checking in with them on a regular cadence helps to make people comfortable as they come on board and make sure that they understand that this is a place that they can thrive. And that's really our goal to make sure that people know. What are some other, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many things we try to do to empower people. And, uh, you know, we have a, a, a professional development program that we check in with them every uh, six months at minimum every six months and sit down with them, check in on their goals, help them with goal setting, help them to be accountable to the goals they've set out there. And that's both professional and personal. You know, it's important to figure out their why, right? What gets them out of bed in the morning? What keeps them coming back to this tough job? And let's figure out how we can help them succeed in whatever those goals are, you know, whatever they are. For some folks, it's, I want to earn more time with my kids or for some folks, it's, you know, I want to want to buy a truck. For some people, it's, I want to buy a home or whatever it is. Let's help them frame up that why that gets them out of bed and let's help them achieve those goals. So- You know, Kenny, this is the key to retention. I mean, everything you just said, and I'm just curious, like how you become such an incredible leader and how did you learn all of this? And how did you know to put all of this in place? Was it intuitive? Are you committed to personal growth and development yourself? I mean, these are pretty, these are significant programs and, you know, that make an enormous difference in engagement, retention, and really growing your company. So how did you figure all this out? 
I feel like you must have teed that one up for me because uh, you know, if, you, <laughs> if you see me on social, I'm talking about 1% better every day, all the time. So that's definitely something that I've taken on myself. And as I've grown as a leader, well, no, number one, I talk about it all the time with the vision of where we're taking this company. And it's, you know, we're planning to take it national in the next decade, both of them. And I'm not the leader that I need to be for this company three years, five years, 10 years from now. The person that I'm going to have to be to get us to there and to be the right leader at those levels, I'm not that person right now. So for me to get there, I've got to be focused on getting 1% better every day. And I try to use that as an example for everybody to challenge them. Of, hey, listen, who we're going to need you to be when you're stepping up and running your own office or you know, when you're becoming you know, our national VP of safety, any of those examples you're not that person right now, but we can get you there and we want to get you there. And our goal is to promote from within. And so we want to empower everybody to get there. And so yes, 1% better every day is something we talk about all the time. It's one of our core values for both companies. And so, yeah, it's, it's through mentorship, seeking out coaching. You know, one of our, our values is coachability and, you know, we expect everyone in the company to be coachable. Well, that means I better be coachable too. So I'm always seeking out mentorship and trying to grow reading books and, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and then bottom line is we've got people in this company that challenge me. Um, we've got, we, like I said earlier, we've got some rock stars in this company and they're not afraid to call me out if I'm falling short or I'm not doing what I need to do. And so, you know, thanks to them for holding me accountable and for right. forcing me to grow. And like I said, where I stand right now isn't going to cut it for the future. So I've got to keep growing. And, and then that forces me to think about that with, with our team too. And then another thing is just how intentional we are because we talk about culture all the time. We're always just asking ourselves in our team meetings, you know, especially the core leadership team, of how can we help folks grow? How can we challenge people? What programs can we put in place to systemize this, to make sure it's not kind of one-off thoughts. And as we scale, as we grow the company, how do we make sure that this carries over in any new office that we open up so that this isn't true just in the home office and then doesn't transfer through and, and translate to a new office? So it's something we're very intentional about. It's something we're always looking for. And oh, and another example of something that we've done, and um, it's it's a good example of the team coming up with it is we started, uh, you know, we, we give all of our guys their, their Apex hard hats when they start. And we started a, what we call a brag tag program. And what it is, it is it's almost like a, the college football helmets where they got stickers for their helmets. So yeah. anytime they do something good, so we have Friday team calls where anybody there, there are celebrations videos and anybody can join these Zoom calls on Friday. Anybody within the company can jump on there and shout out anybody else in the company and say, hey, I want to notice uh, Angel for uh, for uh, accountability, one of our core values. He, you know, he held me accountable to something that came up this whatever it is. And so anytime people shout each other out, then they get a sticker that they put on their hard hat and then they start to decorate it. And they also have a years in service on there and everything. And that's an example of something that when we first thought about it and it came up in a team meeting, we're kicking the idea around, right? Hey, would this be motivational? At first I was a little worried. I'm thinking, you know, you know, these are, these are rough and tumble construction guys, <laughs> right. a lot of them, right? Are they going to yeah, think, hey, right. I don't what do you think? what's this? And it was amazing yeah. to watch the team embrace it, especially because they're shouting each other out more than even getting the praise from um, leadership. When they get praise from their peers, so, you know, to watch them light up, they get excited about these stickers. They're proud to decorate their hard hats. And it's something that really took off. I mean, not because of the idea of a sticker, but the idea of celebrating each other, calling each other out. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it all the time. One of our core values is accountability. We hold each other accountable. We hold each other to a, a high standard. We feel like, you know, we, we want to be best in class. So achieving high standards is always necessary, but you have to balance that out too. It can't always be accountability and cracking a whip and calling people out. You got to balance that out with, with a little celebration, a little love. And so celebration is another one of our core values because we do want people celebrating those small victories and understanding that we've got big goals, but there's going to be 
be milestones along the way that we have to appreciate. We can't get so caught up in that long-term vision that we don't celebrate the milestones and the little victories. So it really, it all goes back to just being extremely intentional with the team and talking about it and making it really weaving it into the fabric of the culture, right? Yes, absolutely. What, let's just uh, discuss real quick. What are, what's your regionally, where do you work? Cause I know that you said you're going to be expanding nationally soon, but where's your home office located or where are all your offices located and where do you do the majority of your work? Yeah, we're out of uh, Elk Grove, California right now, just south of Sacramento. We just have the one office right now, planning on opening another office early 2022 and then and then really starting to grow rapidly from there. Uh, but we do serve Washington, Oregon, Nevada, and California. So, but we we serve them all out of just the home office and we got some crews that will deploy remotely or, um, you know, we'll, uh, we also have a, a few crews that are kind of set up remotely too. So, um, you know, we're serving a pretty wide region right now, and then we're going to start to expand our ability to better serve those regions regions by opening offices there and then kind of growing from there. And then when it comes to Pulse, that's already serving nationally right now. Uh, With the professional services, we can do a lot of work remotely. So, you know, we're working on projects out in Nebraska. We're working on some problem, uh, some sites on the the East Coast. We get called out to do some troubleshootings. We have some high level RF engineers within Pulse. So a lot of times when we, the the tricky problems come up, they'll call us and we'll go out and fix what what other people are having trouble fixing. So we we kind of deploy all over the United States right now uh, with Pulse. We also have some, some some team members over on the East Coast that are based there with Pulse too. So they're really, they're working to drive each other's growth because uh, there's a lot of crossover and they bring each other opportunities. So it's another way that, you know, when we when we launched Pulse, it was important to communicate to the team here at Apex, hey, listen, this isn't this isn't us abandoning a- Apex. Apex is still going to have my love and attention <laughs> to the teams, but this is, an, this is another example of creating opportunity. We've had a bunch of people that came from the Apex side. And we realized that their skill set could really serve on the professional services side. And we found, hey, that actually gets them more excited. That's more, hey, I'd, I'd rather go be kind of doing some of that professional services stuff or the engineering type things, IB Wave designs, whatever it is. That interests me a little bit more. And, oh, hey, there's an opportunity to go over there. Let's move you over there. And, and then it, it it's all about them and it's all about how they can thrive, right? So it really, once again, it gets back to the mission of, of, of empowering our people and giving them a future. You know, Kenny, you said it's all about them. And, you know, that that brings me to my next question for you. And again, this is something that that just really moved and, and touched me when I heard about this, that you actually created, you know, a philanthropic organization in the tower industry to make a difference. And this is something that I'd like you to talk about because I really would like everyone listening right now to listen up and listen to what Kenny has created because we can all make a difference here. And it's very, very powerful. Can you please talk about tape? Yeah, absolutely. And if everybody wants to block out the rest of what I said, I know I get long-winded, but yeah, you're right. I'd really <laughs> like them to listen to this part of it. And I can't take complete credit for it by any means. You know, we've, we've had partners, uh, Jim Tracy with Legacy Telecommunications really got behind this thing. Nate uh, is really getting behind this thing. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah, to kind of tell the full story, I connected with a local organization. They're called Three Strands Global. So they're, they're based here locally. That's how I came to know the CEO there. They do, they do national work to help fight human trafficking. And so, you know, I got to know her and I was, I was hearing her story and, and, and how they're helping fight human trafficking and learning about how big of a problem it is. And uh, so we were, we were doing some work with them because they also source, you know, victims of human trafficking when they kind of, you know, get rehabilitated, get, get ready to get back into the workforce, they help source people. So we were working with them on, on that. And one day she was telling me the story of how they trained a local utility company, all of their field employees on how to spot the signs of human 
human trafficking and then what to do about it, which is, right. it's pretty simple. It's call a national hotline, report some facts and let the authorities take over. And I thought, well, hey, that's pretty cool. We could do that. And listen, you know, we got tower workers. We got people going all over. They're road warriors. They're at gas stations. They're at truck stops. They're staying in hotels. They're, st- they're going to all these hot spots where they could spot right. signs. So this this could be perfect. And then as we talked, it grew, it, wait a second, there's how many tower workers across the entire nation and especially growing, right? With 5G coming and with the need for the workforce, it's going to continue to grow exponentially. How powerful could that be if we could take this nationally and get all of the tower workers nationally, get them all trained up on this, especially since it's such a, it's, it's really a simple thing, right? And so I, I called up Jim Tracy from Legacy and, and, and floated the idea to him. And he said, let's run with this and let's take this to Nate. Let's get backing. Let's do whatever we can. And so it really grew from there. Um, and I, I also have to shout out John Foley from the Safer Building. Coalition because we also took it to him and uh, Lori Caruso also from the Safer Buildings Coalition and they were the ones that said you know, originally we said hey it's it's towers against tele- uh, against trafficking and they said well hang on a second that's only a small part of our audience let's make it telecom against trafficking and exploitation let's take it to all of telecom right so they made it yes. even bigger I and mean, so yeah we, we just recently launched the portal and uh, which means that the training's gone live now and so all it's a very simple ask and once again it's it's telecom against trafficking and exploitation tape. And uh, Nate's helping us to push this out there to all their members. We want to continue to grow it from here. It's a very simple ask. It's 30 minutes worth of videos that people, uh, that that anyone can watch. You get RAN certified, right? We try to keep the industry uh, acronym there. So it's recognize and notify. That's all we're asking get your people ran certified. And when they watch these videos, they learn first about the problem of human trafficking, how big of a problem it is, and the fact that it takes place in our own backyard, which really shocks a lot of people that it's happening right under your nose. Second, they get trained on how to spot those signs of human trafficking after they've learned about how big of a problem it is. Third, they learn what to do, which is as simple as picking up the phone. There's a national hotline. You call that hotline and you report the facts. So it's 30 minutes worth of training. We can put all of our field folks through it and then they they've got, they're empowered um, to take action when they see this problem happening. And hopefully we can really start to shut down some of this problem, which is, as I learned about it, it's an enormous problem and anything we can do to help out and any, any good that can come of it, it's awesome. And it's completely free of charge to any employers that want to sign up. We've got sponsors that have signed up. We're, we are, we're also accepting other sponsors, but sponsor the, that have signed up to fund this, like Legacy Telecommunications, like Entertech Resources, like my own company, like Quality Telecom out of Rockland, California. Companies are, are writing checks to sponsor this so that it remains free of charge. The platform will stay there. All you've got to do is sign your folks up and get them trained and then we'll get them certifications. We'll get them uh, stickers and everything else. And so hopefully it's another example of empowering the people in our industry for their future too. So it's really, it's a simple asset. What we're going to be doing with our company is anybody that onboards is going to get this training. We're already putting them through RF safety, climb training, all the other training, OSHA training, all the other training we do. So what's 30 minutes more of a video to educate them on this, to let them know, hey, this is important to our company that you look for these signs. And, you know, one of the things that we want to do is have an impact on our community as we grow. And this is an example of how we can do it. But uh, so we're going to, anybody that on board is going to be going through this training and then we're going to be uh, certifying all of our folks that have been here a long time too. So it's something that's, that's pretty important to me. And I, I hope it's going to grow and take a life of its own from here on out, right? It's, it's not something that I necessarily want me to be leading the charge. I want this to kind of grow. We got started. I want it to grow from here and get organic and really just get, become something that's important to our industry. And they understand the power that our industry has to do good. Our industry already does a lot of good. They come together all the time, especially with like, uh, you know, the Tower Family Foundation. Um, 
um, things like that to help follow, you know, families of, of, of uh, tower climbers that have died. There's a lot of examples of how our industry is already doing good. And this is just one more way that we can really make an impact. That's awesome, Kenny. So the listeners that are, let's say they work for a tower company or they know someone who ha- who knows, they know a leader of a tower company, you know, what can we all do to really get the word out? And also, can you give a website or a place someone can go? And then how can we all help this cause? Absolutely. Sorry, I'm looking over my papers. So any questions that anybody has, if they just want to reach out and learn a little bit more, they can email info at 3sgf.com or .org. I'm sorry. So that's 3samgolffrank.org info at 3sgf.org and they can get info there. Also the portal for the training where you can go once again, free of charge, get registered and you can do the training is www.3sgf.org slash Tate dash link. So yeah, I know that's probably a lot of info, but hopefully we can get that in the show notes uh, with some links and anybody can go there. Obviously anybody can reach out to me as well. And uh, Jim Tracy from Legacy Telecom, you know, reach out to any of us. We we know what's going on and we can get you pushed in the right direction because we want to get as many people signed up for this as possible and uh, really let it start to take a life of its own. Yes. Thanks for sharing that, Kenny. Thank you. The next topic I just want to cover quickly is, is workforce. And you know, what are you seeing out there when it comes to, you know, talent? And are you having to, let's say, turn away work sometimes because you just don't have the, you know, the skilled labor to do what you need to do? I mean, what are you seeing out there right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, the opportunities there in this industry, there's a, a ton of work going on, especially the deeper you look, the more opportunities you find even outside of what we're used to. But for us, at least right now, the bottleneck is definitely people getting people trained up as fast as possible, finding good talent that that stays committed to this. Cause once again, I'll go back to it. Um, it is a tough industry and it isn't necessarily for everyone. And we understand that. And so, you know, there is still a, a decent amount of turnover that we experience because even, you know, when we interview people, we try to talk them out of the job. We you know try to say, hey, listen, there's, there's a great opportunity, but here's what you're going to have to deal with. And we spend a lot of time doing that. And I think people still come in and kind of get their eyes open in the first few months of, Oh, this is, Oh, wow. This is, this is pretty intense, right? So yeah, we're definitely, I don't know that I necessarily want to say we're seeing a shortage, but I would say that if we could speed up the process of getting more talent in the door and getting them developed even faster, even with all the effort we're putting them in, whatever we can do to empower more people to get into this industry, understand the benefits and the opportunities that are here, it would absolutely benefit us because we do consistently turn away work because we're just flat out too busy and we don't want to rush anybody into leadership positions uh, that aren't ready for it. So we're really methodical about it and we're going to make sure people aren't asked to do more than they're really capable of. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are having a situation where we yeah. want to speed this up. Right. No. And, and, and every company in telecom right now is experiencing the same thing that you just said. And I think what's interesting and what makes you different too, is that, you know, you, you have a training program inside of your company. You have development inside of your company. You bring people up, you bring new people in that don't have experience and you train them up. So I think you're not you may not be feeling it as intensely just because of that, because you'll bring in green people and say, here, let me teach you. Let me, you know, let's plug you right in to our training and development and career pathing and get you going. And so that's huge for companies right now is to develop your own training programs and apprenticeships and, you know, to get new people into our industry. So I think that's significant, but even still, there's so much to be done and so much work that we're still facing the shortage. So I couldn't agree with you more. What talk about 2021, what roles 
are you hiring for at Apex and also at Pulse? Are you hiring now? You know, what is the outlook for this year? Yeah, absolutely. We're always very strategic about how we're hiring. I'd say hiring tower technicians, especially with with no skill sets, that's pretty much evergreen for us, right? Because that is our our big goal is to bring people in with no experience and set them out on that career path and watch them succeed. So, but, you know, occasionally we do bring in people uh, that are experienced and talented, especially for some of those higher level positions as, as we need to grow. Sometimes we got to bring in outside talent. And so we're currently hiring and we plan on hiring a lot more in 2021 foreman, tower foreman and civil foreman. Uh, let's see here, project coordinators, project managers, RF technicians and RF engineers. That's, that's more on the side of, uh, you know, running test equipment, doing troubleshooting, some Ivy wave experience, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So really it's pretty wide ranging. So there's a whole bunch of roles that we're going to be looking to fill. And, you know, we're hitting that growth, that point in our growth where sometimes the random ones pop up. We just hired, well, I should say we promoted internally because we got lucky and had some talent join the team, but we just promoted a director of safety where um, we we used to have someone that, that was kind of wearing multiple hats. Now we said, no, we're at the size now. We can't be doing this multiple hats and we need a full-time dedicated person that's just safety obsessed within our company. He's really going to take us to that next level of safety. So we just promoted from within there. We just hired a talent acquisition manager, right? So, um, you know, I think, I think you guys are hopefully working together now, but um, you know, and the reason we did that is because we're going to need to do a lot of high level hiring. We need to get a lot of good talent in the door, people that are eager to learn, eager to grow with us, want to embrace our core values, and then we can really set them up for success. And then they can set us up for success as well. Right. So we're going to rely on that. To, to help us to grow and to be smarter than I am and teach me how to do this thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have a question that, you know, this may be one of your, your secret sauces in your company, but where do you find these tower climbers that and tower technicians that have no experience? Where do you look? It's really the standard places, right? I mean, we got ads out on Indeed. We've got ads out on ZipRecruiter. We're going to Facebook a bit. And, you know, we uh, social media for our companies is really, it's, you know, it's not about driving business. It's not as if, you know, American Tower or, you know, AT&T, Verizon is going to social media to look at profiles to see who who's, who they're going to hire to do work, right? So right. our social media is really built around letting potential hires know or, or helping our recruiting so that people know about what our values are, what we're all about, the opportunity we're offering, you know, bottom line is some of the fun stuff that they can get to do. And so we're, we're utilizing tools like that. We're trying to use our social media to get our message out there. So it attracts folks. We're having some success there. We've also got referral programs within our company. So anybody that comes in and is liking it and realizes the opportunity here, they can start referring in their friends and they get some cash in their pocket for that. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get creative and do, do anything we can. Absolutely. Cause we do, we, 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 you know, when we get those folks that walk in and they're the right person. I mean, it's exciting. And then yeah. you know, it really it excites the rest of the team. And, you know, you'll have, um, you'll have a tower foreman that says, Hey, keep him on my crew. I want, I want to keep working with that person because I really feel like I can turn them into a rock star. And, you know, everybody within the company understands that our growth is going to be empowered by creating success for the people that are coming up underneath you. Cause that's how you're going to be successful. Every tower lead that's going to become a tower foreman. We tell them, Hey, listen, that's great. It's your job to create two tower leads for this because you're going to need to leave one where you just were, and you're going to need to take one with you. So if you want to be a foreman, train up, mentor, coach two new tower leads. And now you're a foreman and you're in a truck as long as you've gone through the OJT program, right? So wow. um, that's that's what it's all about. And we're just, yeah, we're just using every technique we can to try to get people in the door. Absolutely. Yeah, that, I think everyone is at this point. But, you know, Kenny, I just want to celebrate you and acknowledge you for 
who you are in the industry and who you are for the industry. And most of all, who you are for your people. It is, it's just so refreshing to hear that you are people centered and focused, and that's your number one concern over anything else. And it's wonderful. And I think that we can all learn something from you today. So where can people go to, and I'm sure everybody now on listening to this wants to work for Apex or Pulse because I sure do. I'm excited. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. But where can we all go to learn more about Apex and Pulse from, you know, let's say that someone wants to hire you or, you know, someone wants to work for you. Where can we go? Yeah, well, obviously the website's www.apexsitesolutions.com and there's ways to reach out to us there. www.powerofpulse.com and you can reach out and connect with us there. There's also some fun YouTube videos that we're doing and some podcasts we're doing called Tap Talks on the Pulse Signal Solutions page. So you can check out more about us there. Have some fun with us. Obviously, there's our social media accounts, Apex on Instagram and LinkedIn and everywhere else. Or you can feel free to email me at Kenny at ApexSiteSolutions.com. There's also careers at Apex careers at ApexSiteSolutions.com. So there's all the standard ways, but I, I think if you go to our website and click any of those links, you'll get a hold of us and we can get connected that way. That's probably the simplest. Wonderful, Kenny. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has just been valuable. And, you know, I've really, really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about how you run your company and how you value people. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the the microphone and the megaphone. I, I really do. And thanks for taking the time to talk about that was special. Absolutely. You take care. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.